Podcast Studios. This, this is After Nine with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hello, friends. How Happy. are you? How are you? Well, you sound very robotic. How there. are you, friends? We've been, we've been replaced by AI. <laughs> Okay, I'm glad you mentioned that because was it yesterday? Was it yesterday the Amber Alert came out for that yes. kid up in Thunder Bay? Yes. Cat, it's 2023. Even TikTok has figured out how to make a, a reading sound like a human being is doing it. And yet every radio station in the province, every television station in the province, every smart speaker got overtaken with that Thunder Bay police are looking for a missing child. Yeah. And and it's run on sentences. And all they do for that is they run through the text of the OPP news release, yeah. which is full of technical jargon that doesn't need yeah. to be read and for abbre- broadcast. And also abbreviation, which doesn't go over well with the AI with text to speech. They're what they're doing is they're they're if you want to know the inside baseball of it, they're using a free source, obviously, to do this. It's not like they've hired their own person to to do a text-to-speech. So they've hacked, I don't want to say hacked in, but they've, whatever it is, they have access to whatever the voice is. The problem is, whatever this voice is was not recorded with good quality at all or speaks very clearly. But if they want to call me, they can call me. But imagine it coming in like that, maybe to be a little more somber. It'd have to be like a little more like this. They could just run it through TikTok, though. Like, this is what I don't understand. This is our national emergency alert system. This is meant to tell you, oh, crap, there's a tornado that just touched down less than a kilometer away. Or there's a missing child. Or we're at war. The Chinese are bombing us. Like, whatever it is, that's what it's meant for. People need to understand it. And you can't understand that robotic voice. How have they not improved the technology at this point? Uh, Like I said... TikTok figured it out. Why can't the government figure it out? It's mm-hmm. so strange to me. Yeah. Oh, I figured I answered my own question. It's the government. They can't run it through TikTok because they're not allowed to have it on their they phones. Can't. Exactly. I was just gonna say, like, that's a great idea, except for no. Maybe they could run it through the Instagram one though. No, you can't run it through anything like that. Like that's not how it works, though. You have to have your own software or whatever. I, again, I don't think they purchased anything. You could you could hear that they haven't purchased anything, which means they're running it from a free thing, which means shit quality. That's why. There is so much money that the government spends on dumb shit. Why wouldn't we invest the money into either proper technology so they can do these alerts and people can understand them, or because of how important this is, I'd be okay if they wanted to pay somebody to work there. And you know what? Maybe 99% of the time they don't do a thing, but they're there and ready to read a coherent message (laughs) and type it out properly, not in police jargon, but in regular speak for the broadcast part of it. I one writer slash voiceover person that that's all they need on call all the time. They don't even need it on call. You just need someone to record it. That's all you need. That's it. It's not, it's actually not that big a job. It would be so much more effective if they did that. Uh, All right, let's get to a couple of different things. And one of them was the hottest topic we've had in a long time on our radio shows today. We know that there's some companies that have said, you know what? During COVID, we did the work from home thing and we know that people liked it and we know that it was practical and you prove that you can do the job, but tough beans, we want you back in the office. We're paying you and we want to see you here. And they'll make up excuses like it's better for collaborating, it's better for this, better for that, whatever. Some companies want people to come back. But as you know, there's a lot of employees who don't want to return to the office. They like working from home. Mm -hmm. They like being able to do the laundry while they're answering a customer service call. They like being able to 
make themselves lunch and not have to eat on the go. Mm-hmm. All kinds of reasons. So they pulled 2,000 workers that are working from home and they asked them a simple question. What would it take to make you willing to go back to the office? That's a good question. Before we get to it, though, I'm not understanding why bosses can't just say uh, this is the way it is. If you'd like to continue getting that paycheck biweekly, you're going to come back to the office. Well, some have and uh, some have. Right. Um, but when they're when there's a bunch putting up a fight all at once, they're worried they're going to lose that workforce. And once you lose that workforce, let's say they all again, I don't know how many of them are just like talking out of their butts, though, saying, oh, well, then I, I well, I'll quit. I'll quit. Will they really? I don't know. But I'm- do you want to call them out on their bluff? I don't know. I guess it depends on the employee and how valuable they are to you. Yeah. But there's eight things that employees said they wanted in order to return to the office. Number one, free drinks. People want free coffee, free water, free iced coffee, tea, juice, flavored water. They want it all. Just some sort of like a community fridge or mm. or coffee station where they can just go and help themselves. I worked at a place that had that. Really? When I worked at Karis, yeah, when I worked at Karis, they had that. Uh, that's like the, the for the Juno Awards. They had us stocked all the time and took requests. Like you could be like, I don't like this flavor of iced tea. I prefer this. And you'd get it. Free coffee, um, free baked goods every day. Baked all the time. Goods? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Like muffins, you know, like the usual, like a co- continental breakfast essentially is what would be served. Interesting. Yeah. Just as a perk. This was long before work from home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just to be nice. Some places do that. Do that. Uh, it's usually smaller places, though, right? Like not places with like a hundred employees or more. It's usually like a small, like twenty to thirty people situation. Interesting to see what Karis has money for. Um, At least they did. This was many years ago, but oh, they did. I have a feeling they're doing much better than they were then. Maybe, now. Yeah. maybe. Uh, we got a text message, guys. In my workplace, we have a barista once a week. We also have cereal, oatmeal, toast, condiments, snacks, pop, water, juice, plus other coffee. Wow. There's also fruit and yogurt. You're allowed to help yourself. Me, I wouldn't take that. I'd want free parking. So free parking is Mm. something that didn't make the list, but I have a feeling free parking would be a catalyst to get some people back to the office who would like to work at the office, but they don't want to spend 30 or 40 bucks a day parking their car. It blows my mind when people calculate it and they tell us their calculations of, you know, maybe I get paid good money, but I pay $800 in total for transportation and parking on a monthly basis. Like, that's a significant amount of money between gas to get there. Obviously, your car payment, too. But that aside, that's it's, not even your car payment. That's gas parking daily. It's a Tesla. Not it's $800 a month. <laughs> not to mention the time, right? And that's worth something, too. It does boggle my mind that some people work where they work. because What works for some doesn't work for others is all I'll say. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I've been there before. That's why I say this, because I was, I hated it. I hated commuting to a place, spending that much money. And I was in that same boat. I paid for parking on a monthly basis, plus gas, plus, plus, plus all the time that took me like an hour and a half to get there and an hour and a half home. I added it up and I thought this is literally like a thousand dollars a month. Even with a go pass, it's that much a thousand dollars a month plus X amount of time. What am I doing with my life? So it's one of the reasons why I quit. Hmm. The other thing that employees say they want, mandatory breaks. No more eating at your desk. No more working while half the staff goes out for a smoke. None of that. Break is a break. You have to take your breaks. Mm. Mandatory R&R, I guess, is what they're suggesting. Or mandatory multitasking. Because, I mean, if I get a break in the studio, I use it to, I don't know, do everything from 
pay bills to book vacations. You know, that would be great if the break was mandatory and there is just no work to be done in that 15 or half hour period. You have to take a break. Yeah. I like, I mean, I like that thought. I never keep, because of what we do, I think that's why I never keep track of breaks. I probably don't take as many breaks as I could, but I'm going to use air quotes because if I feel like it, I know I have the freedom to be like, you know what? I need a break. I I need a break right now. I'm going to go, whatever, get a coffee, whatever, if I needed to. And there are certain people that do feel a little trapped at work that that should get a break. So free drinks, mandatory breaks. The third thing that employees say they want in exchange for coming back to the office, free food. They say lunch is a lot cheaper when you work from home. Workplaces should provide lunch. Wow. Can you imagine the wow. boss, your boss, whatever industry you're in? Imagine your boss, on top of what else they do, is now also in charge of making sure that, well, it's Monday, we better order in the pizza. It's Tuesday, we better order in some shawarma. Oh, Wednesday, better call in uh, the bakery. And the list goes on. This sounds to me like everyone wants to work at Google so far. Yes. Like, this is all, like, because Google is, the, and I think Twitter does still, unless Elon screwed that up. But they have the free cafeteria there. Like, you just go and grab something. You go and you grab lunch. You don't pay for it. Like, why would they it's do so that? It's so not though? realistic. Well, it's one of the perks, right? Because you want people to want to work there. And when you can bring in the best, that's when you become the best. Google's done a great job of that, though. I think that they're they're what they're doing is perfect. It, Go- it's working for them. Google has laid off thirty thousand employees in the last that's year true. and a half. Well, that's we know what's been happening lately. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I, maybe they're gonna, maybe they're going to have to start cutting back. Okay, you can get a f- free lunch, but no dessert. What, what's worse, <laughs> never having free lunch at work at all or having it for a while, but then having it taken Take away because they can't you. afford it anymore? Yeah, I just, the, the, that to me just isn't on my list of important shit. Like that for me would be one that I don't care. I don't care. Four, an on-site gym with free membership or free access. On-site gym. Okay. I'm trying to think of the cost of the company. That's not that bad. If you do have a place to put the gym... That's not that bad. It's like a one-time cost, really. And maybe there's some maintenance here and there. But if that keeps your workers really happy to have a gym there that they have access to, mm, okay. Okay, but listen. It's not for everyone, though, right? Like, not everyone's going to use it. No. We know know this. It also has to be a decent gym. Like, it's one thing to set up a couple of dumbbells and and maybe a rowing machine or a Peloton. (laughs) Fine. But you know what? If it doesn't have everything that I usually like to use at good life or planet fitness, then it really didn't solve the problem. Or showers. Or showers. What about showers? If you got a gym, you should probably have showers and a change room. You probably should. Or you'd have to just do it on your way out the door every day and go shower at home. But some people don't like that either. People also want an office lounge where they can hang out and socialize. I guess some people don't have that. Like I'm, correct me people, help me out. Everywhere I've ever worked, there's been like a place. Now, I've worked in a lot of radio stations. We have what we once called the jock lounge, but we all have areas to kind of chill. We've got kitchenettes or whatever. Does not every place have that? I guess not. I mean, some places are just cubicles. Wow. Uh, So they eat their lunch in the cubicle? Like, where's the area where they at least eat their lunch or something or gather? They don't? They could have like a lunch room or a break room or something like that. If you were an employee at Walmart, for example, they have a break break room. room. But it's not a lounge, right? We're talking like comfort. I assume by that, that means somewhere comfy to chill. Can I tell you, though, that as a boss, I might say no to that one just because I don't want you fucking around. You're not here to socialize. You're here to do the job. And you know what? When you're done your job, go home and socialize. Go home and hang out. This isn't your living room. It's kind of surprising people want that. 
as part of their like, because some people pick that as their number one. Right. If, not, I, if I want to socialize weird. with coworkers, I'm going to do it off site, not at the office. I wish I knew where the people worked. Like, is this a retail thing? Is this a, uh, yeah, you know, like I be, I wish we knew more on this, but okay, let's keep going down the list. The last three things that employees say they want in exchange for coming back to work are a little outlandish. Uh-oh, <laughs> here we go, guys. I want to bring my pet to work. Okay. Work from home, you can spend an endless amount of time with your cat or your dog or whatever. Obviously, it's a little different when you work from home. That was a phenomenon during COVID. People were worried about separation anxiety. You're home all the time now with your dog. What happens if you go back to work? The dog is going to be lonely. Mm. The dog is going to think they've been abandoned. Maybe they're not used to holding their pee that long. Could you see a workplace saying, all right, fine. Fuck, just come back to the office and sure, I don't care. Bring your dog. Yeah, some places would. But then you have to worry about the other people. Because you know when one person's cool with it, someone else will complain. Their dog smells. I don't like the smell of the dog treats or whatever. You know, there's always going to be people that complain about it. I, that one, uh, yeah, okay, all right. It can go both ways. Not bad. I used to work at a radio station, and I was working with one of the all-time greats, the legendary Don Burns. Don was on in the afternoon, and I was on in the evening at the time. And Don used to bring in his dog, Briggs. And Don has passed away since, and he was a great guy. I miss him a lot. And I know there's people who listen to this pod who probably know exactly who I'm talking about. But he took his dog everywhere, way before it was fashionable and cool. Mm -hmm. That dog, I can remember it vividly, would come into the office. He'd walk up and down the hall, just seeing who was around. Then he'd spin around in a circle, and he'd take a shit in the hallway regularly the boss didn't say anything well, what was the boss gonna say don't don, don cleaned dog. it up every time oh, it's well. just the dog took shit in the hallway i used to love it because he used to stop and he'd pop into my office and hi scott how are you give him a little high five maybe a treat and he'd be on his way just to go and poo yeah. right in front of i worked with a guy <laughs> it's funny i i and i love we love dogs and we're saying this love like it. so those are i love dogs and i worked with a guy who brought in his pugs he had two pugs Pugs are adorable, but they shed a lot. Yeah. And I remember a lot of us, like, we'd have to actually buy the rollers because he wouldn't roll after the dog, and he thought it was cute to put the dogs on the chairs and shit, like the chairs that we use. Uh, fucking pug hair all over them. Yikes. Come on. Just clean up after. As long as you're cleaning up after the dog, I don't see a big problem with it. Dogs bring happiness and joy. Some people hate dogs, though. Some people are fearful of dogs, and that's where I see there being issues, right? I, you know, the shedding but thing is a real concern, it but is. people also do that. <laughs> people, people shed do. all the time. Every day I come in here and there's beard messes. hair or, <laughs> on the board. And I'm like, how did that, how does your beard shed that much? And you still have a beard. I don't get it. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. And you know who you are. <laughs> so again, we're into the final three. And these are some of the more outlandish requests slash demands. Employees want to be able to bring their kid to work. An on-site daycare ah. may be required. Ah, oh, childcare, huh? Okay, couple of notes on this one. I like the thought of it for those who work the odd hours because a lot of these childcare centers are open from 7 a.m. at the earliest to, what is it, like maybe 6 p.m.? 6, 7, yeah. And that's it. And you have to go and find somebody, right, to watch your children outside of those normal hours. If you and your partner, or just yourself, if you're, if you're yourself, if it's just you as a single parent, you have to figure that out. 
And hopefully you have a family member that can pick them up every day. Or hopefully you can afford to hire someone to drop them off at the child care center because you work too early in the morning for it. All those things are factors. So I totally understand that. As long as they don't mean free childcare, because obviously that's that's too much. You have to pay the, the ECEs, for example, at every center. You have to pay them a proper wage, so you have to pay for it. Well, if work's going to absorb the cost of your your drinks and your lunch, why not pay for your child care yeah, as well? I don't like that. I mean, that's expensive. Now we're getting, now you're right. Now we're getting a little bit much. I understand that that is really convenient for people and there should be centers that are open certain hours f- to fulfill, you know, the need of a lot of people out there, a lot of parents, but that's a lot. If that be, if they mean free, get out of here. Get out of here. I'm saying get out of here to most of these, to I'm be like, honest yeah, with you. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It's a bit like a uh, bougie, isn't it? On-site games is the last one. People would like an assortment of video games, pool tables, ping pong tables. What's next? Do we have to install an NBA regulation (laughs) size basketball court? You guys need a fucking pickleball court installed? What is it going to take? It seems like extortion at this point, Kat. It's going in the lounge, by the way. All that shit's going in the lounge. (laughs) Exactly. But I mean, listen to this list again. You want free drinks, mandatory breaks, free food, free gym membership, a lounge to hang out in. You want to bring your dog, you want to bring your kid, and you want a games room to continue doing exactly what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Do you think people would, if the boss called their bluff, really say, you know what? No. Unless I can bring my dog, fuck it. Go ahead and fire me. I'd rather get fired than, than work without my dog by my side. Because enough people said it for it to make the list that they want to bring their dog to work. Enough people said that they want free lunch for it to be number three on the list. That's, I mean, to me, it's nuts. I would call them out on their bluff. Absolutely. Like that's, that's a lot. You know, there's a lot of people and we got texts today when we talked about this on our radio show and we strongly encourage you to listen into that too. From people in the trades that were like livid to hear this. Well, yeah, because there's a lot of careers that are great careers that make great money that would never get opportunities like this and they think this whole work from home thing is fucking stupid cushy office babies i think is what one texter called them um it's more of like a suck it up prince and princess situation for a lot of the people that text in that were quite angry that work in crazy conditions and another texter said something else too that i thought was interesting and probably very true it's all good and well to say you want these things, but if you get certain perks at work, don't expect a raise. Ah. Right? And I that's a good point too, right? It's like someone could say, you know what, guys? Fine. You know what we're going to do? Let's just say you, you pulled the office and it wasn't all those things. It was just, you can bring your dog to work. We've set up a gym in the basement. Don't expect a raise in the next five years. Is that worth it to you? You know, I think you got to ask yourself what's worth it because if that's considered a perk... And they can maybe take it away from you if they want to, or maybe they keep it. You have to decide whether whether that makes sense for you to to complain about that or not. Like you said, you get used to certain things too, and they could take them away. And a raise, like not getting a raise, like that's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people who think they probably get paid well enough for what they do, and sure. that's fine. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not 
I, I haven't gone and asked the bosses for a raise on my end or anything like that. Oh, but a lot of people would, right? They get the regular raises. Yeah. There's a lot of companies that do the, what is it? Like scheduled increases. A, scheduled increases. Yeah. Yes. That's like yeah. the regular, like one point blah percent every year. Or, I don't even know what it is. I don't know. Every company is different maybe, but. But dollar for dollar, that would probably be a good trade. Okay, fine. No raises. For the next five years, in total, it might add up if you're getting like a half percent or even a full percent. A 5% pay increase over five years is not as much as free parking. Yeah. Not as much as, for me, I would take free parking. What would you do? And a, and a 407 transponder that I can use anytime I want. I want free 407 and I want, uh, oh, and I'd love a four-day work week. If they would well, throw those yeah. things in there. Those would be great. Four-day work week, let's go. But actually, as I think about it, I mean, yeah, the four-day work week would be great. It would be good if they could take some of the expenses that we deal with off, like the commuting expense, whether it be uh, a Presto membership or uh, whatever every mm -hmm. month, or maybe they give you a, a gas allowance, uh, something like that, just to offset do. the cost of commuting. And some places do all of these things, by the way, that we're talking about. And that, hey, if you're at a place that does that, good, consider it a perk. The other thing I'm thinking about here is yesterday the inflation numbers came out and everyone in the economist realm was shocked that inflation actually went back up. It had been at 4.3%, now it's up to 4.4%. And they say majority of that is housing costs because mortgage rates year over year are up 28.5%. Rent is up 20%, but also up are gas and groceries. I'm also going to factor in that part of inflation is a lot of companies have raised their rates because they're providing a lot of extra perks and or they've had to hand out big salary increases. Mm. That plays a role too. So, I mean, if everybody's standing there with their handouts saying, I want free daycare and I want a room in the office for my dog, <laughs> you know, those costs eventually get translated down to uh, the regular folk who have to buy that product or service. And, and that's part of why inflation is going back up. People are raising prices because their cost is greater. Then just to like... <laughs> Just to go back to like, just in general, demanding things, you better ask yourself if you're worth it. And I mean that in the most respectful way, but if you can be replaced tomorrow, just calm the fuck down and go back to work. Be careful. Be careful what you wish for. Now, that's not the part of this survey, though. The part of the survey was just like, in a fantasy land, yep. what would you, what would it take? And some people have been lucky enough to stay at home and they love being at home and their work has not asked them to come back in and there's no threat of that to them. I know some people who are doing that, right? Who are now just working from home. That's great. And that really works for them. That's great. But let's just tone down the fantasies here because if you could easily just be replaced by anybody else with a similar resume to you, just... I think you got to just suck it up and go back in if that's the request. Exactly. You know? But you know what, though? I am curious to see how it's going to play out because I do feel like for a while there, we were kind of led to believe that work from home would be the new norm. Oh, yeah. Lots of companies liked it and they can get rid of some real estate and downsize their, their footprint. No, it'll be great. I don't know what happened that all of a sudden the bosses were like, ah, we changed our mind. Get back to the office. Is it just because they're paying the same money and they want to actually see your face? Is it a pride thing? Is it just that they don't like employees being happy? I don't know. At work from home, I did it for a while, and I found I was actually very productive. I managed to get a lot of shit done quickly. Yeah. I'd like to be able to, if I'm being asked to go back to the office, maybe have the conversation with the boss and say, okay, listen, so I'm here nine to five. I figured out in working from home that it's really only about three or four hours of work a day. I, I'm just fucking around for the other four hours. <laughs> so how about... How about 
I get the same pay, but we readjust my hours yeah. to when I'm done. So I start at nine, and if everything is done by one o'clock, my day is done. I shouldn't have to stay here for a certain number of hours to justify my pay. I should be able to prove that the work is done and then carry on with my life. I'd put it under like the be careful what you ask for thing again, though. Oh, you're not getting enough work to fill the hours? I got more shit for you then. Here you go. Let's pile it on because you're getting paid from nine to five, right? I could see that happening. I really could. Uh, okay, so we're we're a little low on time, but I'm going to throw out a couple of different stories here that I like. There is a lawsuit that has been filed, sort of. It's in front of a tribunal, and it's the patent office. Taco Bell says that Taco John's, another taco chain in America, imagine like um, a, a shittier version of Taco Bell. Okay. That's Taco John's. <laughs> And I'm not kidding. Because what does John know about tacos anyway? Cat, I've gone to Taco John's just because it's there and Americans seem to love it. And I wanted to know what all the hype was about. And it seems really cheap. Like imagine cheaper than Taco Bell. Mm -hmm. That's Taco John's. Yeah, great. And little things like when you order like a side of refried beans, it's just brown sludge. Ew. That's all it is. But it tastes good. I don't know if they just put a shit ton of salt in it it or what. So it is good? I mean, it's good for what you're for getting. Cheap, I, cheap I was expecting stuff. cheap Mexican, and that, that certainly fit the bill. Yeah. Okay. So Taco Bell wants the patent office to tell Taco John that you can't own a patent or a trademark on the term Taco Tuesday. And they do. Taco John's has had that patent for 35 years. What? 35 years ago, they coined the term Taco Tuesday. I feel like why didn't they why are they speaking up about this now? I feel like everybody like I'm talking I'm thinking about places that are I don't know there's like a taco farm nearby or a taco whatever. There's a million different taco places that are even like small, like mom and pop shop. Don't all of them do Taco Tuesday? Well, not formally in that sense. I mean, Taco oh, Bell can advertise it, for example. Yeah, like Taco Bell would like to run a Taco Tuesday-esque type promo, but Taco John's owns it. And Taco John isn't saying you can't use it. They're just saying you need our express permission to use it. And Taco Bell doesn't want to have to run all their commercials and advertisements by their competition before they can air them on television and radio and wherever else. So they're going to the patent office and they're saying, hey, listen, everybody knows the term Taco Tuesday. You can't own a patent on Taco Tuesday. So we want you to rip up their patent. And I'm really wondering where this is going to go. LeBron James tried to do it as well. And that's when I think most people realized, oh, it's already trademarked because LeBron tried to trademark it. Is this the right road to go down trying to get their patent thrown out? Or should Taco Bell just try and come up with something new? I mean, Barbarito came up with Mad Max Monday. That caught on fairly well. Why couldn't Taco Bell just come up with something else? Yeah. Why does it have to be Taco Tuesday? Well, like for me too, it's like when you're Taco Bell, don't you want people to have tacos every day? I would I think would so. probably go with a marketing campaign like that, like tacos all day or tacos every day or something like that. Because I know you want to put the deal out there and you can't, maybe you can't afford to put a certain deal out there every single day. But yeah, you got to reject the plan. If this is the case and we're talking seriously, like money is at stake here. Yeah. You, you come up with something else. Salsa Saturday. <laughs> Guacamole Monday. Like, there's all kinds of other shit you can do. 
think it think out think outside the bun, huh? Think outside like the that? bun was brilliant. Make a run for the border. That was another great one that they used to have. You no, know, just like don't worry about it too much. Don't fret on it, you know? I'm still shocked though that they've owned it for 35 years because I've heard so many places use it and people use it. Are we gonna get in trouble for even saying it? No, I have their permission. Oh, good. Did you, did you contact John? I asked directly? at the drive-thru in Niagara <laughs> Falls, New York, the last time I was there. They said it was cool. Good stuff. I, I paid them an extra 25 cents and got a side of guac with it. Look it was at great. you. Um, it looks like we are. I'm hearing this again from some inside sources. It looks like we are very soon going to get the legislation that will allow alcohol to be sold in convenience stores. Mm. The premier is aware of the fact, he mentioned it the other day in his news conference, he's aware of the fact that the consortium of beer companies owns the beer store. That is not government-owned. Only the LCBO is government-owned. So the beer store, I don't know if they have to agree to it or if we have to give them a certain amount of notice or cancel the current deal, but Labatt, Molson, Sleeman, and a couple other brewers own the beer store. We would actually be taking some business away from the beer store by making beer available at 7-Eleven, making it available at Max, making it available at Hasty Mart. Okay. Stuff like that. So there's some work to be done there. And I assume that there's probably going to be some regulations as well, because right now you can only buy beer and wine outside of the designated government stores. But I think if you're going to sell alcohol in convenience stores for convenience, then let's make it convenient. And they should probably make wine and spirits available there too. If I can go to On The Run, Oh, yeah, the gas station convenience stores. I'm curious to see what they do there, too. But if I can go to an on-the-run store and buy a six-pack of beer, why can't I just pick up a 26er or rye as well and take it home with me? I don't understand why yeah. I wouldn't be able to. I don't know either. I've never really understood how that works. And I, where are we at still with, for example, Loblaws being able to house all of the wine and some beers as well? Yeah. But other grocery stores still left out of that. I mean, didn't we hear at the time, too, that that was supposed to be expanded to other grocery stores? And there's there's some. I know, like, for example, like Sobeys has some. and But not everybody. Is that right? I think they have to apply. And I'm okay, not, gotcha, I don't think they gotcha. would be denied. I would think that if they don't sell it, it's because they don't see a good business case okay, for it. Okay, okay. And, and maybe there's not. And I don't know how much money you make off of it either, like, as the store. Like, I, I, it has to be worth it for them to do. But then the price is the other po- is the other question that I have. So let's say on the run, Circle K. Let's just go with on Circle K because they're popping up freaking everywhere. everywhere. Have you noticed this? Yeah. Holy shit. Um, so let's say at a Circle K, you can walk inside and you can pick up, uh, and I just want to get a tall can of Molson Canadian. Am I going to pay more though? Because convenience stores, I think we all know how these work. Yep. They're more expensive. Yep. A bag of chips is like $8 now. It's crazy. So can I buy a tall can? I have to spend more. So that they, that convenience store, for example, makes the money that well, they want to make? They'll price it so that they're making money. I have a feeling it's going to be very, very similar to what you see at Walmart, Loblaw, Sobeys, places right. like that. it has to be regulated in one way or another. Like Because like you mentioned, I mean, it is owned by the, the beer, for example, owned by the consortium. They probably have to help set the prices because they can't have people going around trying to sell a can of something for $10 and be like outrageous. Compared to the two ninety five you might find at the LCBO. Yeah, I mean, the nice thing about the market is the market gets dictated by consumers. And if consumers say, eh, it's nice that it's conveniently available at Circle K, but I'm not paying that much for it, then eventually prices will come down or they'll just stop carrying the product. I think that's a self-regulating thing. I just, uh, I hope that if we're going to do it, if we're going to take this step forward, and it will be an adjustment for some, there's still some lunatics out there that are thinking, oh, fuck, if it's available at the grocery store, people are going to drink it. 
can drive because they had to drive there to get it. It's all the well, you also drive that, to the LCBO. Yeah, so, know. like, just stop that shit. Silly argument. Let's let yeah. adults be adults. Let's treat adults yeah. the way they should be treated and let them make their own decisions. And if they'd rather buy a bottle of gin at, at Circle K than buy it at the LCBO, they should have the right to do that. If the stores want to bring in a product and pay to stock that product and then sell it at a profit, that's how stores work. Are there kids that are going to get into it? Well, I don't know. They're doing a pretty good job at the cigarettes, keeping the cigarettes away from them. So I don't see why alcohol would be any different. I mean, there's really no risk of society going to shit because we make booze available at the convenience and, store. And let's not try to play that game of, well, we don't know what the owners of these stores are going to do. They don't want to lose their store. No. And do you understand how much is at risk for them if they tr- if they sell lottery tickets to a minor? For crying out loud. So you bet your ass they're going to do their due diligence when it comes to alcohol, like they do with cigarettes uh, or, or any other product. Like sometimes they sell paraphernalia for weed, for example, but not the weed. Yeah. They're even they're doing. That's confusing, by the way. Oh, I can buy I a bong, but no weed. Oh, <laughs> it's that's weird. I know. It's well, whatever. Uh, it's convenient for some people, I suppose. Not for others. But, you know, like they'll, they're doing their due diligence because they want to keep their store. That's their livelihood. So let's also respect that part and not assume that they're just going to willy nilly give kids alcohol. Like, come on. Well, that's just the you default know? position from people that like to oppose things. Well, the kids, the kids, forget about the kids. The kids are fine. If kids want yeah. booze, they can get booze. Don't worry about that. D- check probably, your cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> check your cabinet and see if your kid's gone through your cabinet before you go bugging the Poor person that owns the, you know, whatever on the run store. Come on. Exactly. I do hope we take this step forward. I think it would be good progress and I think it would help out a lot of underserved areas. Uh, Let's be honest. The LCBO, as inefficient as it is, is not even that convenient for a lot of people where there isn't an LCBO on the corner. However, most neighborhoods tend to have at least one convenience store. And the nice thing about neighborhood oh, convenience yeah. stores is they're typically in neighborhoods that you can walk to. I didn't think about that, too, when you mentioned that the smaller towns are going to benefit from that a little bit more, too. Sure. I know some people that have to drive, that some live in small towns that have to drive a long way to get to like an LCBO or a beer store. And I know you're thinking like that's some people are thinking that's not the end of the world. It's not convenient when there's a convenience store there and they're not selling things that you got to you want to buy and then you have to drive an extra 20 minutes that makes a big difference and if sure. they're able to do it and it helps the sales for those small businesses I see some pluses here. This is a good opportunity to change the whole system. So I'm hoping that Doug or someone at Queens Park is listening. When you go ahead and do this and you absolutely should make it available in re- uh, responsible convenience stores, those good operators that you can trust that have never sold cigarettes to kids or lottery tickets Mm -hmm. to kids, make sure that they're going to responsible operators and then let them do what they want. We have this big, ridiculous system in Ontario. And again, it's mainly influenced by the big beer consortium that has the beer store. Uh, You'll notice that you can go into the beer store and buy a a 2-4 of Michelob Ultra. Or you can go to the LCBO, the government-owned one, and you can buy 24, but it can't come in a 2-4. You have to buy four six-packs. And that's fucking dumb. Why are we doing that? Why can't I go into the LCBO and buy an actual case? Why do I have to buy a flat and stick four six-packs in it? It's stupid. (laughs) Just because the consortium wants to be the sole source of a 2-4? Stop it. We should fix all of that shit right now. Let's modernize the advertising laws. Let's do all of it in one shot and get it done. Let's make sense be common again. Common sense makes the world go round. All right. And it does make common sense. We got to go, everybody. Uh, went a little long today, but we'll have another episode tomorrow, and that will be the last one of the week.
There's no pod on Friday, just so you know. We're broadcasting live from Deerhurst, and we're giving away a trip to Deerhurst as well. So if you go to energy953radio.ca, 915thebeat.com, is it nine? Fresh 93, just Google Fresh 93.1. They also have the contest going on. Right. So basically, out of all of our stations, the only one not doing this particular one is 103.1 Fresh Radio in London. Because it takes them a million years to get to Muskoka. It's going to take me a million years <laughs> to get to Muskoka. The, honestly, so after the pod tomorrow, we have to just start driving. Three-hour commute to work. And drive and drive. But hey, Deerhurst Resort looks uh, pretty good. Did I tell you? I booked it with my family, too. Of all the places that I booked, I booked Deerhurst this summer. And then I found out I'm going to Deerhurst this <laughs> coming yeah. up around the corner. But that's okay. Hey, it seems like a really cool place. Like Scott mentioned, going free, that's a bonus. So get in on that. We're going to give it away on Friday. Two families, by the way, on Friday. It can be a family or just four people, four. right? Like oh, I, I could bring like three buddies they're, if I want. They're advertising and this is a family of four. I'm pretty sure it's fine unless they're particular on the ages of the people. I don't think that's the case. So you're probably fine. It's two nights and dinner is included for your group of four. So go to one of our radio station websites, fill it out, and we may be contacting you on Friday morning to say you won that getaway. Yeah. Happy hump day. We're halfway to the long weekend. Have a good one. Bye, friends.